Wow, episode 11. We got the live down. Is it? Did it work? <laughs> We're trying to do this thing live now, like it's a TV broadcast, where Big Mike is bringing us in. He's got the intro music. He's got it all queued up on the board. Last time, we had to do it like six times. This one, we're smooth sailing. That means less editing for Big Mike and me. I don't know. It makes me feel like we're on a real show. We are. The realest, <laughs> so show, the realest show in the world. Uh, it, feel, it feels like every time we come in, we got like new stuff, new lights. I feel like it's keep on keeps on getting better. That's yeah. all you can do is keep on improving. That's it. We're we're just we're trying to make a we're, we're making this a real place, a real studio. Why don't you put? Can you put your camera on? Is it too late to add that? No, I could do it. But if you talk for a minute, we'll get it. Unless yeah. you want to restart. No, no, no. We're good. We don't have to restart. But I'd like to see you throw you on there. You don't have your, like, your little light, which I like too. Throw that on. Listen, it's episode eleven. We can do anything. He's got a bag full of <laughs> food and sandwiches. Get snacks. <laughs> I get hungry. Jeez. I don't blame you. I've I had one of my best ideas ever this weekend. And when you're set up, I'm gonna run it through. Oh, that looks good. It looks like a lightsaber. Uh, or his little backlight. I I think I have a revolutionary idea, which I'm bringing to you first. I'm trademarking it. I'm putting this out there that you can't steal my idea because I have put a trademark which will appear on the top left-hand corner on this idea. This is my formal Shark Tank pitch. I will tag Mark Cuban. You know, I met Mark Cuban once. Really? I did. He signed my basketball, which isn't a sexual reference. He actually signed a basketball for me. <laughs> I got to interview him once. Mark on, Cuban? Uh, at, a co at a corporate gig. How was he? He was actually pretty nice. I auctioned off his, uh, for charity, his, he, left his, he left his Diet Coke on the stage and so i auctioned it off on twitter and it was oh, my mom's good. calling me say hello mom all right let me uh let me hello. she can be part on. of the show hey mom you're on speaker i'm recording a podcast okay well this probably isn't a good time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll call you later <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> hopefully it wasn't bad news what <laughs> i hope not I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast. Cool, cool. Well, your grandmother is uh, who died a while ago. She's alive again. <laughs> Jesus. Got to bring her back. Um, yeah, Damon John, when I was working my first job out of college, I worked at uh, the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. And somehow by, I think it was because when Mar Mark Cuban signed my basketball, I, Damon John and Mark Cuban were at this event. We like did a, we watched Shark Tank together, which was really bizarre. Like we, we, I watched Shark Tank with Mark Cuban and Damon John with like 10 people. I don't know how I got in the room. I forget the circumstances that got me there. Yeah. But it was in Orlando. We all watched it together. And then after that little thing, he signed my basketball, and Damon John took my email and phone number, and he hit me up like two weeks later to see if I can get him a room at the Ritz-Carlton because he couldn't get in. <laughs> and I got him in. Did you? Yeah. And that's the last of it? I got him in. And uh, I had an email chain with him. I wonder if it's still on my phone. Uh, probably not. I had an email chain with him from 10, 15 years ago that was me getting him into the Ritz-Carlton. I hooked him up, got him all upgraded, got him a room. He couldn't get it, needed me. Well, yeah. And then he's like, oh, man, uh, I'd love to take you to lunch. Okay. Never happened. No lunch. So, Damon John, if you're listening. Damon John, you said you were going to take me to lunch a decade ago, probably longer than that now. I want the lunch. And he's in New York. His company's based in New York. What's going on, Damon John? I'm here. Legitimately, he's like five blocks from here. Really? Yeah, because I met him once, too. My my brother-in-law made a board game that Damon John was like a Mattel contest or something for like a board game developer. And the prize was you they fly <laughs> to New York, you get to hang out with Damon John for the day, and they he... He gave us lunch. We actually had a buffet at his. You office. got the lunch. I got I your didn't. lunch. I did him a favor, and I, I didn't get the lunch. I was just tagging along. I was there because my brother-in-law, my sister, the kids, and I just was. I'm here, so I went with him, and I got to. And I kept busting his balls. I kept being like, "Oh man, those Fubu 25th anniversary hats." <laughs> get them all over the office. I was like, "Man, those are cool. What sizes do you have?" I just kept trying to drop hints, like, "Let me get one of them hats." Get some of the gear. Never got Never it. Never got. He got me no hat. Come on, Damon John, you got a perfect opportunity to make it right. Let's do lunch. Remember that hotel room I got for your family when you had an amazing Orlando vacation? Don't forget your boy. Let's get burgers. How does Damon John, how can he not get a hotel? Well, it's, uh, what, what? I'll put it in this context, which makes more sense. Like, he obviously, it's not a financial issue, but like, if you were trying to book a flight, say Damon John, well, this maybe is not a good analogy because he could probably get a private jet. But like, if you were trying to book a flight and it says it's sold out, 
but you knew someone at the airline who could maybe wiggle you in somehow. That's what it was kind of like. Like, he didn't like, have any channels. To, it's It appears sold out online. His, 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 so he was like, I'll shoot my shot with this kid so I just they, you, you just, it was not sold out. They, you guys hold rooms, well, I guess? No, you don't hold rooms. You kick but somebody you can out. Bump. A hotel is like an airline where it's not uncommon to oversell a hotel. And then... Because people cancel, so you have like an attrition of like if you had a hundred rooms and a hundred guests checking in in one day, uh, you know you're gonna have people who cancel or no show, so you overbook by say five, ten, fifteen percent. Holy hell! And 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 the instances that everyone shows up, you have to bump to another hotel. Oh, so you just so rebook them somewhere else. You don't. Just you leave rebook them, them, but I think you also you don't have to pay for it. It's not a bad situation. So like, right, if right, you right. get bumped from the Ritz, it's actually like the best thing that could happen. They'll pay for your room to go to like a Four Seasons, a St. Regis, something. So you basically get your quality. money back plus a free room. You get a free room, and yeah, free room for the inconvenience, and you get bumped to a similar hotel. Right, right, so it's right. not a bad thing. So I think no. in that situation, I put him in, which put us into oversold. I'm not sure if someone got bumped because I put Damon John in, but usually they figure it out. Yeah. That hotel, too, that I worked at was connected to a massive JW Marriott. So right, right, right. we Down would bump to our. Right? Yeah. yeah. We would bump to our sister hotel that was on the same property right, that had right. like twice as many rooms. So um, they still weren't happy, but they would get a free room next door. It wouldn't change their vacation yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah, that's all right. So, Damon John, this is a direct request. To come have a sandwich with me or come into the studio we got plenty of room yeah come to a show <laughs> to a pod yeah right wow let's that would be on. good yeah. fresh towels with damon john send him an email with this clip i should and then say hey just i wonder if i still have his email because i can't remember if it was from an old email address what was it from party starters usa no it was from like this at jiggy.com <laughs> damon damon john definitely not gonna be in here damon d-a-m-o-n right sure yeah yeah he's definitely not gonna be in here he's definitely not in here it's searching but it's not gonna find it let's see if i have him no he's not in here which sucks and i have packages to pick up in my house um that was the other thing i learned from checking my email i had a revolutionary idea this is where we're gonna get trademarked we should trademark this idea i'm telling you i come up with some brilliant ideas but this one might take the cake i was on the road literally driving away through the midwest and that's where all the best ideas come from when you're driving alone i wasn't alone actually but when you're in a car this is when ideas strike the idea is to revolutionary re the idea is so I was worried if you yeah I could start over if you don't know the word or if you're mispronouncing it. I at this point of doing eleven episodes, I don't know which one it is. <laughs> you either don't know what that word is, or I'm kind of disappointed. You've heard me now for ten hours, and you think that I'm just a complete moron at this. I, point. I knew you. I knew before. Yeah, the I've struggled with basic English and other things <laughs> just in my life. Let's get the pitch straight because I want everyone to get fully invested in this idea, not only mentally but financially. <laughs> Here's the idea. We will revolutionize the funeral business. What do you mean, Jiggy? How can you revolutionize the funeral business? You've heard people, maybe people in your own family, who say, I don't want to have a traditional funeral. I want it to be fun. I want it to be a celebration of life. I don't want people to be sad. I want people to have a good time at my funeral. You hear that in life, right? but no one actually does it in practice. You go to the same funeral homes, it smells like a uh, smells like a hospital, it has fake plants, it looks like it's from the 1970s. There's a guy who looks like he works for Publishers Clearinghouse who runs the place. Uh, it's not a fun experience and no one ever has a good time. That's where we come in. We're changing the funeral game by making fun funerals. We'll can call I, can it, I guess what your first one's gonna be? What? Bar? A bar? Yeah. I think that the whole thing, the whole concept is to make fun funeral homes. Not like fun where you're going to be hee hee ha ha. Like we're going to be doing a lot of, you got to do a lot of drippy drip, teary tears. Sure. They're coming too. But we're going to have a fun funeral home. I mean, modernize the fucking thing. We're going to have, yeah, a bar in there. We're going to have good food and bev it's going to be all in-house we're making in-house in food and beverage we're going to have michelin star chef you're talking about a funeral i'm talking about a poke bowl i'm talking about having 
activities. What you know, you go to you go to the funeral, then you go out back. What Bouncy do you know? House. It's Bouncy a fucking house. it's a driving range. <laughs> no one's doing it. I'll no tell you one thing it. that I know explicitly clear: that people live and people die, and everyone's gonna keep on living and keep on dying. And the one industry that has not been touched is the funeral business, and that's why right here, Fresh Towels, you heard it here first, we're turning up the heat on the funeral business. They've been resting on their laurels for centuries, and now it's time that we come in and we shake it up. It's gonna be the way that uh, Top Golf did it to the driving range. You had fun bowling alleys came in to did it. What, what's the name of the bowling alleys that are fun? There's a bunch of them now. Uh, lanes, like, uh, lanes and yeah, games. Ten pin alley, places like that. Yeah. yeah, they revolutionized bowling, which was boring. You know, beer leagues, uh, boring. Then they came in. They go, let's spice it up and make it fun. Bring in some good food. The one industry that has not been touched is the funeral business, and I think there's tons of money to be made. And not only that, we're we're making it more fun to die. <laughs> Well, you don't get to experience to it. You don't get to experience it, right? But your family does. And even if you don't say, hey, I don't, my, hey, listen, grandma doesn't want to have a fun funeral. I don't want people going to the driving range for grandma's funeral. Fine. You don't have to take advantage of that. But wouldn't you agree that at a minimum, you'd rather go into a facility that has a nice bathroom facility in it, modernized? Uh, I'm talking Florida ceiling, nice mirrors, um, marble. Modern disco ball. We might bring in a disco ball because you got to have like a theme room, like whatever the person's favorite thing to do. Like if you're if the person who died, you can completely customize the room, customize packages to whatever the person's fit. You can have like a ten package thing where you pick one, or we can customize it for a little extra key. Little yeah, you get a little extra dough. Let me ask you this, uh, Jiggy McFuneral, (laughs) did you uh, did you Google this fun funeral? Don't ruin it for me and don't Google it. I won't. I did, but I won't. Don't. So there is one called Hodges Funeral Home. Okay. Which has a full-service wine cellar. Ah, uh, that's boring. Click I'm, the link. We don't want to click the link. 404 redirect. I don't think it's there 404 anymore. 404 they, they never got it off the ground. They probably died. Yeah. The other the other <laughs> options of people saying is how you can do it, uh, add a, add also offer weddings. They do weddings and funerals? Um, yeah. A drive through drive through funeral? In-house food. Too cash. Dog-friendly. I like that. And then change your name to a more fun name. Oh. These suggestions aren't bad, but this, you're talking about like... No, I'm talking about Like a David Revolutionaries- Buster's of death. I'm talking about just <laughs> modernizing the funeral. When you go into this place, people will be like, wow, this is nice. Meaning the touches are beautiful in there. People are having a good time. And then you go in, you can customize these packages where you can actually have a good time at the funeral. Your family would be like, this food is great. Or what about this? As simple as uh, put in a, a fra- different fragrance other than death. Death fragrance, yeah. It sucks. It always, it always smells like, uh, what's the juice they put in you? Formaldehyde. It always smells like the hide. We don't do any hide at the... We, this, <laughs> well, I think you should do some hide. Yeah, we'll do some hide in there, but it will be scented like fucking peeps. We don't do the hide first funeral. It does smell like a dead body. Yeah, we should probably go so back gross. to the hide. We should probably maybe flavor this up. Fun funerals. So many different ways you can do it. It can be all around the country not only and around the world. We can franchise these things. It's going to be the Soho House of Funerals. People are going to be like, when I get... When I die, I want to have my family go to... We haven't come up with a name yet. Let's pitch a name. What do you think? Um, I like the idea of calling it like a last name. Like Hodges, I mean, I kind of dig that where it should be synonymous with a thing. I, I You can't do like fun spot or something, you know? You can't do we put the fun in funeral. That might be the tagline. <laughs> we put the fun back We put the funeral. fun back in funeral. Remember in the Middle Ages when we just throw people over a boat? We're bringing the fun back to funerals. <laughs> You can have a boat package. You can have a, yeah. Funeral on a boat. At, at sea. Throw a body over the boat and wrap it up in like a blanket to make it seem like you did some sort of mob hit. The That'd thing, be sick. The thing that I want to be clear about is there's still going to be, you're going to have all the traditional stuff. Everyone's going to have the ability to cry and, and do the speeches, and it's going to be a true celebration of life. We're not saying that you can't have that. The opposite. I'm saying we're having that, but then after that, why not have a beautiful bar? Why don't we update the tech? Why don't we update the tech and have wonderful LED screens where you can, where the deceased can have a direct video to their f- friends and fam? You know, they get to curate a Spotify playlist. You come in, you're like, who picked this fucking song? Oh, Jimmy did before his passing. 
before he passed on, he created a Spotify playlist that got to be played at, you know, shenanigans. <laughs> There's a... Uh, well, we can talk about this after. I just found a law that you're not going to like. What's the law? No fun at funerals? Non-alcoholic drinks. No alcoholic per drinks? 46 states. At funerals? added the option to license permitting light refreshments and non-alcoholic drinks. That's why we have to lobby. We have to start with a lobby. Yeah. We're going to have to lobby to get booze back at funerals. Why can't you drink at a funeral? This seems like the be the most opportune time to drink. People will get too emotional. They flip out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess it's. I guess it depends. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't uh, seem right. We should be able to get around that. Maybe it has to be separate rooms. Like you go one side, which is like the funeral place, but then you go over for like a cater. It's really the fun part of the funeral home is like a catering hall, so it's different. Yeah, I guess you'd have to maybe do it on like this, like, yeah, we can figure this out. The other thing that we can add in is like uh, those ice luges, like shot things that go down the the ice sculptures, and they go down. You can pour a shot down that, and it could be shaped like your head. Ooh, yeah. That's fun. That's fun. That's a good time. I really like the idea of recreational activities that bring the families together. I'm talking family fun here. So we, I think miniature golf course, great. You know, you say goodbye to a family member, then you go outside for a quick nine. <laughs> <laughs> miniature golf course would be great at a funeral home that's fun i think you should have built-in um definitely the the picking of the songs i think is very necessary i think that's a really nice touch i would love to pick my funeral playlist and then the the when people say they want a celebration of life i think that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people but at the end of the day what we're trying to do our core values for this funeral home are going to be clean modern chic which is going to be that's going to be involved with all of our funeral homes and then on top of that we're bringing in excellent food and beverage mm -hmm. excellent key on the e excellent i'm talking michelin star inspired apps and pass along hors d'oeuvres wonderful hors d'oeuvres Great food and drink packages. You can name a drink after your after your Nina and Papa. <laughs> you know? Can you you get, could you imagine someone coming around with a little champagne glass? And you go, oh, yeah, what is this? And go, oh, this is the Nina Spritz. You could also have, like, fun with the names. You can have, like, heavenly, heavenly. heavenly hot dogs in a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Devil dogs, right where, Devil your, dogs. right where your dickhead uncle is. Straight in hell. Everything's super spicy. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a fun, man. See, look. My That's fun. My funeral, I want to have wings and beer. I've said that since you I was a kid. You could do it at my place. Yeah. You could be our first client. <laughs> All right, let's do it next week. Yeah. Somebody get me up. Let me get 44 pounds of alcohol. <laughs> I'll kill myself right now. Um, I do think this is a revolutionary idea. I think that no one's doing it, and um, it goes under the category of why is no one doing it, you know? I think that it requires a big investment. We need a shark out there. This could be something I pitched Damon John when he finally comes to this show because he he – he said he wanted to take me to lunch, okay? And after a decade, we might even bump that to a dinner. We might even bump that to a pitch. He might have to. He might have to now because he didn't. He screwed you. Yeah, this is years in the making. I mean, he, my schedule's been open for a decade. We can turn trade that lunch in for a one-hour podcast one hour, that he doesn't know is going to be a pitch sesh. can be a pitch. What could someone possibly say? Oh, no, funerals are great as, as they are. Absolutely not. Hey. We're not saying it's for everyone, but we're saying there are a lot of people, you've heard them, I've heard them, that say, I want to have a fun funeral. This is for them. Death, they say, is a thriving business. It's never going anywhere. A lot of money to be made. A lot of money to be made. We could have fun caskets. Could you imagine if your casket was like like the cover of the NSYNC album? It was like no strings attached. And you're one of the bodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you, you kill all the rest of NSYNC. <laughs> And hang them next to you. <laughs> it's like just my my face superimposed on Lance's head. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, the type of say, shit yeah. I want. I want the NSYNC package. Yeah. Uh, we do have the NSYNC package. It's called No Strings Attached. Um, there's beer and wine included. You have a Joey Fatone themed. <laughs> you get a fat food one, and beverage uh, truck. Yeah, we get Joey Fat ones to come in to cater. All, all the invitations say. Uh, one last time, say bye, bye, bye to your friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we need. I do think this is a really fun idea. I'm open to different ideas, but the tagline, we put the fun in funerals, I think is great. I think it's good, yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, I did put out there for some different, some various top fives on Instagram today. We'll see if anyone got back. Oh, we're actually in Easter time right now. I didn't realize that, right? I think Easter's it's popping up. up. Yeah, it's... A lot of people said some Easter top fives, but let me, let me ask you see. this: since you're talking about Easter, do, sure. you, do you care about Easter? Uh, I used to care more when I was um, when I was a kid, obviously, because you get like candy and trees. Did you get gifts during Easter? Yeah, we did like. Um basket we would hide it my mom and dad would hide it i'm sorry the easter bunny would hide a basket of hide candy it. and they have hit to it yeah it was like a little scavenger hunt that we did that was yeah. like our our tradition thing but i mean like easter I, and thanksgiving to me i'm like oh, okay like it doesn't i, I could care easter, i could skip it easter doesn't do uh, do anything as an adult for me no, you know no, besides yeah. the lord well obviously but as far as like a holiday for family it's and, I mean, it's far below a Thanksgiving or a Christmas. Yeah. I, I think, don't think it's required going back home type holiday. I think I've, my parents have hit, talked to me on Easter. They're like, hey, what are your Easter plans? I'm like, when is it? They're like, it's today. Yeah. I don't think anyone, like, no, okay. I never have gotten guilted like, oh, you got to come home for Easter. No, no, no. My I don't think bad. it's like that. Uh, but that said, with kids, I think Easter is up there as maybe the most fun as a parent. You get to hide the, uh, the egg hunt. An egg hunt is a blasty blast. So that's what we would do in place of the egg hunt would be the basket hunt. The basket hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love it. Hunt, yeah. Did you have curated, did your parents do curated Easter baskets or were they like from the CVS where it comes in the cellophane, like it's already set up? No, my mom would, she did a good job. My mom was a great mom. She would do baskets. For the, she, it would be like every year we'd have our basket. It's the same basket every year as Oh, uh, that's fun. I like Maybe that. Maybe filled with different stuff. And occasionally they'd be like, oh, well, you like Spider-Man, so here's a Spider-Man thing, and Got you like it. this or whatever, and so we would have that. And then you know, once you hit like 12, you're too old for it, and you just don't care. But the reality is you're like, I can't wait to get this basket, but you had to be cool. That was my my, uh, my parents used to put cash in the eggs, the plastic eggs. Yes, you those go in the egg ones. hunt, and you, you go in the egg hunt, and my parents would put cash in it, and I forget which one. There was like a golden egg that had like 20 bucks in it, which as a kid, that's enough money for hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> 20 did. bucks as a kid was way more than I can possibly imagine spending. There would be like neighborhood Easter egg hunts that we would do. Like we, like, you know, for the, all the kids in the area or whatever. Cause I grew up in the suburbs, so it was easier to do that. And I remember times would be like, you'd shake it, and if you heard change, you're like, fuck oh, out of here. Screw that egg. Give me the one that doesn't shake it because that's. That's paper money. That's cash. Egg. That's that Gitas. Unless you get some, you know, they used to have those dollar coins. You can get, you can get hosed on that. I don't think anyone did. Two dollar bills were very popular in the eggs. Yeah. Um, Became popular later as a joke at strip clubs. Two dollar bills. Two dollar bills scares them. That's scares those poor ladies just trying to survive. You know. I asked the Easter Bunny when I was, man, nineteen ninety. So I was. <laughs> I thought you were going to say nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that dumb. No, that threw me because <laughs> that pause was real crucial. 1990. 1990. It was 1990, Dear I've Mr. Already, Bunny. I'm, I'm 19 years old, and I've already noticed I'm thinning up top. <laughs> There's can you do anything we can, about that? Can we get ahead of this in any way? <laughs> Which, I mean, I, I'm very gullible now, but that stems from, like, I was writing letters to large human-sized bunnies when I was six <laughs> and thinking, yeah, this is work. This is real. We, we would, I would write letters to the Tooth Fairy. You wrote a letter to the Tooth Fairy? Tooth Fairy was a big one. I remember one year I asked for some uh, Don Ross rookie cards. Who's Don Ross? Don Ross, like the brand of playing cards, like baseball cards. Oh, uh, I don't know that. And um, I think it was the first time I ever asked for anything specific. <laughs> and I think my parents were like, here's a dollar. Like there was no... You got a dollar a tooth? I don't think... I th it was like it was like a little toy and then it would be like a buck or something you like put that. A, you got a toy? I think like I got... Remember I got a big giant oversized toothbrush one year, but it was plastic so it didn't like... That's a bummer. It was a bummer. And oversized especially because I asked for trading a bummer. Cards. Well, yeah, I mean, they, I got cash. I think I got maybe 10, 20 bucks a tooth. Wow. No, we were like, it was like a buck, no matter how many teeth. A buck seems a, like a uh, lot, like a little. When you grow up with a father that is uh, a car salesman, maybe that maybe when I lost my tooth, he hasn't sold enough Toyotas that week, you know? It all depended on the, uh, the wheels that were flying off the lot. I never even thought to ask the tooth fairy for something, but that's fun. I mean, the tooth fairy was a pretty fun one. There was an excitement around the house when you had a wiggly tooth. That would last days until you could get it out, um, and then you, 
the losing of the tooth was it did my sister and I it was palpable excitement when you had a tooth that was on the way out, you know. Did you ever do the string and tie the door? string to the door? No, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. That was that's a little bit too much. I'm scared of needles. I don't think I'm slamming my fucking face in the door or whatever you got to do. <laughs> I think you got to tie it to the to tie it to the door. I'm not doing that. That's too uh, abrupt. I just love the idea of little little Jiggy just smashing his face into a door. Looking, well, the tooth wasn't loose before. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's how you did it. I think I got brain damage from smashing my head against the door. I would never do that. I was 19, and I smashed my face in the door to get my I was the last out. person to lose the first tooth in kindergarten. My mom would tell the story. Mrs. McManus's class, first grade, when you lost, or not, pardon me, kindergarten, and when you lost a tooth in Mrs. McManus's class, she would put your name around the room. So it'd be like Thomas lost lost his tooth, and then it would be a tooth thing. It would go on the side of the wall. Yeah. Thomas lost his tooth. Stacy lost her tooth. And around the room for the entire year, everyone had teeth around the room. And I didn't lose. I I was a late tooth bloomer, and I didn't have any teeth on the wall. And I was really kind of depressed about it. The last day of school, I lost my first tooth. And I was so excited. The last day of kindergarten, I lost my first tooth. I ran into Mrs. McManus's class, and I was like, I, got, I lost a tooth. And um, all the teeth were already taken down. And to this day, I've never had a tooth on the wall on Mrs. McManus's class. Well, maybe we can get her and Damon John on the same Mrs. Episode. McManus, if maybe you're you listening. Write all the wrongs. I, to this day, I still want a tooth poster on whatever classroom you're teaching. I bet she's still out there teaching. Nah, maybe not. That's almost 30 years ago. That's yeah. 30 years ago. Te te kindergarten teachers are lifers, man. But, like, to me, when I was six, Mrs. McManus was already, like, 75 years old. But she was probably 30. But to me, she was way beyond, like, she was she was an old lady at that point. But she probably wasn't. What was the name of the school? Fisk. F-I-S-K-E. Fisk Elementary, Mrs. McManus. I doubt she's still there. I doubt she's still there. Miss Krogan, my first grade teacher, is definitely gone. She was on the way out when I was there. She was like 75. Yeah, I see no Miss... No Miss McManus? No, uh, oh, no. Raina? I don't know her first name. No. Raina McManus from Fisk Elementary. Let me see. Maybe, it's, his, maybe it's her daughter. I mean, this doesn't look like anyone's daughter. That's not Miss McMahon. Um, That's what it says. Let me see. Let me call my mom. Call her back. I'm going to call her back real quick and see. She probably won't answer. Let's see. But she knows. She still lives in Lexington. I don't think that's her. That could be her daughter. Seriously. Mom, she's not going to answer. She led the effort of the first kindergarten at Fisk Elementary School 25 years ago. This is her. She that's Miss 25 years ago. I wasn't there yet. That You said it was 30 years ago. And also, she could have been there before you. But you said she's only been there for 25 years. No, 25 years ago, she started make, working on the garden there. And that's what, oh. the, that's what this is. Let's call my sister. Is she working today? My sister's working today. But she, my sister works for Lexington Public Schools. Oh. So she can, she can suss this out. Been forwarded to Your they're out. You, they're out. They're all working. Well, I'm gonna go with this as her, and she's. She Miss McManus is still there. That doesn't look anything like her. Well, she she won an award. That's not doesn't say she's there, but it's. Uh, she won an award in what year? That looks nothing like Mrs. McManus. Our mind's eye, man. You never know. I guess I'm. I was just a, a child though, but my memory of her doesn't look like that. But she was a woman, so I guess we're halfway there. I'm scrolling through the list of employees at Fisk. There is no McManus. No, so she's not there currently. She's not there anymore, buddy. I'm sorry. <sighs> Should we call Fisk? Can you call the school? Yeah, go ahead. You want to? Yeah, do you have the number there? Let me pull it up. All right. Fisk Hold on. I might, I might be able to find it. Uh, I bet people do this all the time, right? You call and see. Let's see. I got you right here. Oh, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Uh, let's call. Say, say, tell them you're like with like a radio contest. Make it real fun. calling Fisk Elementary School. If you know your party's five-digit extension number, you may dial it. These teachers got five-digit elementary schools? To access our dial-by-name directory, please press the pound key. I don't want to do a dial-by-directory. I'll main office it. Please wait while I transfer your call. 
Where is this, Massachusetts? Massachusetts. Elementary. This is Dale. How may I help you? Hi, uh, this is a long shot question. I was a student there many years ago. I wanted to see if my kindergarten teacher was still working there. Is that something you can help me with? Uh, what was the name of your kindergarten teacher? Her name was Mrs. McManus. She is no longer here. Oh, no. Did she retire? Um, I don't know. I've been here about nine years now, and she was not here during the nine years I've been here. Uh, okay. All right. Trying to track her down, having some childhood memories. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's definitely been a long time, a long time since she's been here. Uh, okay. Well, thanks for the help. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She's out. She's out of the game. She's not teaching no more. I was really nervous there because I thought you were going to say, she, did she retire? She retired from Earth. <laughs> she could have got a fun funeral. There we go. I would have put my tooth on her casket. She can't. She, I don't think she's passed on. She can't. She was probably in her 30s or so, maybe 40s maybe, yeah. when I was a kid. So she's. I think she's still alive there and kicking. Shout out to her. Shout out to Miss McManus, wherever you're at. You know what happens, though, with a lot of elementary school teachers is you, it's hard to find them because sometimes they're young, they get married, then they do a name change, then good luck trying to find her. So I'm not sure if Mrs. McManus was married with child, what have you, during those years. So she could have name changed and then good luck. My good luck trying to find her. My second grade teacher, it was, she, to me, she was like, you know, 80. And it turns out, I found out when I was a senior, that she was 20. No. We were her first class, and she sent us all <laughs> mail. She mailed us all. I just want to tell you how much I remember all of you, because this is my first class. Oh, I just so graduated cool. college. And I, you, and I was like, I thought she was 1,000 years old, this lady. But she was a young. Well, you and now recently, looking back, she was kind of You recently hot. got it? No, when I was in high school, like a senior. She was like a girl. Oh, okay. She sent so us all like, little like gifts. 10 years later. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's neat. I've never got that from any of my teachers. No. And now I'm starting to, I can't remember her name. Oh, that's sad. Oh, you don't remember? Man. I remember almost all my teachers I had. Third grade, there's a, oh no, third grade, I think I had the same teacher second and third grade. Really? Yeah, she did a hybrid. I only remember Miss Villar. Villar. Miss Villar or Miss Vaughn? Because I remember vividly, that was the first time I ever had any type of like, not, it wasn't a sex dream, but it was like, <laughs> I can't. I made out with her in my dream. Like we kissed, and it just did something to me that I, wow. I still to this day. Do you remember that? I remember the. I remember the the the. Not, it wasn't. I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It wasn't satisfaction. I just remember the feeling of like her lips and like the the, the lipstick. This is getting weird. That's very disturbing. But if it was good, I liked it. When did you have this dream? Six weeks ago. Oh. No, I, it was like in fourth grade. Wow. I remember like having a dream kissing her, and I was like, yeah, that's yeah, not bad. And then when I was 26, I dated a 42-year-old. So there, there could have been a thing there. There <laughs> could have been a part of my that's part of my lexicon. I think I remember all my teachers in elementary school. I had Miss McManus. First grade was Miss Krogan. Second and third was Miss Vassal. Fourth grade, Mr. Henehan. He that was a G. Sucked. Oh, what he might you? not be alive. <laughs> he was he was amazing. He had uh, Mr. Henehan had a uh, there was a project where you would build. Uh, it, it was like, God, I remember me and my, my friend Alex Hoder, we built a cabin, like a hobby, you know, like if you go to a hobby shop with Lincoln Logs, but yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we made a cabin for this project. You had to build something at like from a hobby store or something. And we built this cabin. You could take the roof off and there's like people in there and shit. Fifth grade, I had Miss Sophia and she was like a substitute teacher for the whole year because whoever I was supposed to have bailed or had a kid or something. Sure, sure. So that's, that was my whole elementary school. We had a sub my freshman year biology because our the actual biology teacher, the first semester, got fired for sexually harassing a student <laughs> and the student's mom. Wow. He went after both of them. Jeez Louise. And he was heavy. I, I remember being in his classroom when he was like emailing this because she was like the hot chick in school. Yeah. And her mom was also pretty hot. And the teacher was like trying to hit on the mom, but through the student. It's very weird. It's very bizarre. I remember the Doesn't email. Good. Hearing her, him read the email out to her, like, this is what I'm going to send. And it was something like, uh, if you're anything like your daughter, I'm sure you're beautiful or something Yikes. like that. It was like, Jesus You didn't Christ. have a dream with that guy, did you? Yeah. No, no, that, was, that was just reality. <laughs> when then, I was... then we got a sub the next semester because that guy obviously got canned. And his name was Mr. Gates. He claimed he was, he was related to Bill Gates. And he didn't give a fuck. We all just fucked up. He was like, look, as long as you guys are chill... 
Like, don't don't act crazy. I don't give a fuck what happens in here. Yeah. And he tried to teach because he was a teacher at one point, but we he's like, there's no, they're not doing anything. And so we were just Great. like, it was in a trailer. It was like auxiliary classroom. Oh, yeah. The and teepees. We, just, we, we used to call those temporary yeah, yeah, yeah. The teepees, I think. We, we used to go out and we'd run around and be outside and didn't give a shit. And I don't know. I don't know the first thing about biology because of it. I took, uh, when I was in 10th or 11th grade, uh, my chemistry teacher was from Bolivia, a very sweet woman. I was not very good at sciences. And I was a boarding student. Oh, my mom's calling me back. Let's get the answer to this. I'll follow up with that. Hold on. Find out what she Mom, wanted. you're on speaker again. I got a question for you. Okay. Maybe uh, I have an answer. I'm sure you do. Well, I, I actually tried calling Fisk, and, and they didn't know. Where Miss McManus, she, is she out of the game? Um, oh, Miss, your kindergarten teacher? Yeah. I think she may be. I don't think she's teaching there anymore. I think she retired. She's out of the game. I was just telling a story about my tooth. Oh, you were so sad. <laughs> the last day of school. It was awful. Because they put all these little teeth around the classroom, and er everyone had a month. And when your tooth fell out on that month, they put your name on it. And yours fell out on the last day of school. And you sat under the tree, and you just cried. <laughs> Because they had taken all the teeth down. The teacher had, like, dissembled her classroom. It was the last day of school, and you were just, it was awful. It was bad. Trauma. But you got over it. You, you clearly got over it and moved on, but in the moment, you were very upset. I sat under the tree and cried. I mean, I must have <laughs> I must have forgot about that part. <laughs> uh, oh, that's sad. I was, I didn't, you know, I was just saying on here that I didn't know, like, when you're a kid, like, Mrs. McManus to me at the time, she could have been 30 years old or 73 years old, you know? Like, I don't know how old she was at the time or if she's still, you know, if she would still be there now. I, I, I think she was older than me, so I think she's probably retired. Okay. Yeah. All right. And she had to, then Lauren had her the next year for kindergarten. There was a long le legacy going on. <laughs> yeah, and then she had to tell your father <laughs> to put Lauren down. He would pick her up from kindergarten and like carry her. And we're like, no, no, you put go, her down. She oh, you can't be long. carried. Out, you can't be carried out of elementary school. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, well thanks for the info. Carry on. Bye-bye. Bye. Couple, oh, there we go. couple notes. Couple things. There I we go. Validated. One, your mom sounds like the cutest human alive. <laughs> in my mind, I don't, I've never met her, never seen her. She's two feet tall. <laughs> she's, she's not a large person. She looks like a, she sounds like a, like a, she sounds like the tooth fairy, to be honest. She, yeah, she might be. And, I mean, she's uh, probably, I think she's 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, no, you, maybe 5'3". You probably don't notice her thick Boston accent, or do you? I think it's subtle. I don't think it's thick. I mean, compared to other people from Boston. You cried all day under the tree. You, you cried all day under the tree. I don't think it's, uh, I think it's subtle. Okay. Compared to people, like, true sure, Boston accents. Sure, sure, If you look at a scale of Boston accents, I think I'm, like, a one, maybe a two. Like, I have certain words where you just think I'm, like, not educated. That I think are just Boston ways of th saying things. If I'm a one or a two, she's got to be, like, a four or five. Did you ever see that video of a compilation of kids? In, on Boston, on Boston Kids Christmas Morning. Oh my God! Well, it, no, but I think it's, it's great. You just brought up another. I gotta greatest. bring one up. So, uh, my sister, when she was a kid, had way thicker of a Boston accent than I do now, uh, and it came out in the funniest way. She sent. We have all these videos. I I don't know if I've said it on this podcast or not, but. Uh, my dad used to like interview us when we were kids like we were on a television show That's so funny and he was like very he played it very straight and I think that's where I get my gullibility from because he would never correct me like I right, said right, things right. wrong and like he would just like he would he would make me feel like I was really smart and it would be like okay well we're here live with Mark and Lauren it's uh, Christmas Eve whatever it may be so there's a video of my sister going through and naming all of our toys that we had and I'm right there next to her Oh man, I gotta find this. But you hear her Boston accent, and it's freaking hysterical, and it's so cute. Where the hell is? While this you're thing? looking for it all, yeah. the the video, it's just a bunch of kids on Christmas morning that are just oh, you have it exclaiming it. their uh, their love of different of of what they got. But it's like, Mom, I got the <laughs> I got the Barbie with the dark colored hair. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Can you find it there? Uh, I'm gonna look for it right now. I think uh, I'm trying to see. 
if I can go into my text with my sister, if I can find it there. Photos, links, see all. Oh, come on. Come on. So here it's you go. A, oh, you got it? Yeah. Pull it up. Pull that shit up. Look it. <laughs> oh, I found it too. Here you go. Whoa. Mommy, I got a guitar. <laughs> I got a I got a fire truck backpack, ma. I got the Barbie with the dark colored hair. So this I found the video. So this is my sister naming all of our action figures uh, are lined up on a dresser, and she goes through and she starts naming them. And then as me as the older brother, I'm like so proud of her when she says one of them. But you can hear her Boston accent. It's so cute. She must have been three or four in this video. Let's I'm gonna play it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. Captain Planet. People in Boston just hate the letter R, man. <laughs> they hate it. Can't stand it. I just it. love it so much. It's so funny that you have uh, that, that you're the your sports teams all have R's in them, but you, you, you otherwise you can't say them. <laughs> the wow. Red Sox. I just love how I'm five and I'm like, wow, she says Pinocchio really good. <laughs> Look at her. She's she can crushing really the it. pronunciation game. Little did I know that. 30 years later, I'd be roasted for every word I say ever. Hey, just don't say things as stupid as you say them. I know. I can't help it. Uh, well, that's too bad that uh, Miss McManus has confirmed out of the game. Uh, my mom lives about 200 feet from my elementary school. She still stays in touch. It's crazy that your mom, you said, Miss McManus, you go, oh, kindergarten, elementary teacher, remember the tooth incident? Like, she knew exactly what she was going exactly, on. Yeah, she knew exactly. <laughs> it was very traumatic for a minute. It was because your, mo your mom is a fairy. She My mom's a dental her... hygienist, so anything related to teeth, I think, resonates oh, with her on another yeah, level, yeah, too. Fair, fair, yeah. um, I was thinking about getting Invisalign, which I've heard. My sister got Invisalign. She said it was great, great experience. I think Do Invisalign would be cool. I got braces when I was in middle school, and I didn't wear my retainer. Classic story of not wearing the retainer, which after you go through the trauma of braces, and then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, stick in this thing. It's optional. I'm like, fucking no. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not doing, doing it. The optional part. And my mom was like, wait, your teeth are going to go back to no the way they were. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And they didn't really go back to the how crazy they used to be. But I, I have a little bit of action going on in there. A but little enough zigzags. To, enough to have to wear that thing? The Invisalign? Give me a big give me a big smile. Let me. But you don't need any. You don't need I know. My bottom doing? teeth. My bottom teeth have a little zigzag. Who's on looking them. at your bottom teeth? <sighs> Listen. I mean, if it's, if it's going to help your mental... Like your mental health, but like I don't. I'm not like self conscious about it, but I'm just like, man. I mean, it could be improved. Sure, it's a little self improvement thing, a little cosmetic. I mean, what can you do? But the shape of my teeth. You know how people have. You know when people have like a perfect smile and they all their teeth look the same. I yeah. feel like my teeth all are unique, little interesting little teeth. Those people have implants. People, no, nobody that has perfect teeth like that don't have caps, crowns. Like, you see some of these movie stars have perfect teeth. You think they're all fake? Yes. No. A hundred percent. No, that's part of their gift. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, yeah. They're super talented, and they have... And they have great teeth. Flawless teeth. Buddy, everyone has implants. Really? Yeah. I can't remember what the thing is called, but it's like they, they shave your teeth down, and they, like, no. cement in fresh ones. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do that. And now you can get even, like, white is no longer white anymore. You, they go to, like, Arctic white, where it just looks like it's like Too much. shining in your face. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. that I did get despicable. a teeth whitening. I did a teeth whitening procedure once as kind of, I don't know if it was a joke, but I did it in college. And uh, it worked. Teeth were whiter. Yeah. I drink coffee now that I didn't do before, so that's not helping. 
There's no you can't unless you drink coffee out of a straw, which I, some people do. Ice coffee, cold brew out of a straw. Yeah, cold brew. You know what I do? I brush my teeth twice a day, sometimes three. I'm gonna be fine. Flossing Never had has become way more important in my 30s. Yeah. I can't remember how many times I've flossed in my 20s, but something about your 30s, things are getting stuck back there. And that could be my teeth moving around. I got my three wisdom teeth, three of them. And I don't know what's been happening, but things get stuck. I got three and a quarter wisdom teeth. Well, this, that means this, you have four. This one right here. Maybe four didn't pop out. This one right here has got You either one. have it or you don't. No, I can feel it part and partially coming out. But like, that means you have one. I mean, well, yeah, but it's not out. It's just like a little. But chip. not everyone has all of them. That's weird. Well, you know why I have them? Very wise. That's true. That's what they call the me. The more Mike. you have them. Mike the Owl. That's what my nickname's always been. Owls are smart? No, they're wisdom. They're always seen as like the wise. They're wisdom? The wise owl. I guess. I think elephants are smarter. Well, I've also been called that. A wise elephant? <laughs> no, just an elephant. <laughs> just an elephant. <laughs> wow, well, that's the elephant in the room. Oh, no, no that's just Mike. No one's ever called me an elephant for wisdom, for sure. <laughs> They've called me for the size of my feet and my fat tits. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've had a doctor call me an elephant before. Really? He was talking to me about my heart problems. Oh, yeah. elephants have nice hearts. No, they don't. They have oh, they, they, they constantly have atrial fibrillation. Like they're always afib. That's I don't like even know thing. what that means. Like you you have your heart Irregular? erratically beats. Oh. Because of wrinkles in your artery. I have I have, a, I have. I have a heart murmur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like a thing and when I was trying to like figure out what it was cuz I thought I was having heart attacks all the time. Uh, he goes, oh, no, it's AFib. He AFibs. Goes, he goes, I don't know. He goes, I don't know. I have a bit about it, but he goes, I don't know if you know this, but elephants are constantly in AFib. Hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's not helping. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, making you feel much better. I know I got to lose weight, but you chose an elephant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had, I got, not diagnosed. I don't know. I went, when I went to high school, I went to high school in Boca. So my doctor was all, had all old people in the office and then me. Yeah. So I think he over, I think he was, a little bit too intense with his diagnoses of me, you know. That makes sense. He told me I had a heart murmur. I was like, okay. I was like, well, what do I do about it? And he goes, yeah, nothing. I was like, so why even tell me? Yeah. There's nothing. It doesn't change the way you live. He's just like, you know, that's you just have that. Can you feel it? No, I don't, I think he was full of shit because and then you've I've never all the a doctor, second opinion since then. All the doctors I've had since then were like, I don't, I don't think that's what you have. <laughs> but I missed a baseball trip because of it. Really? When I was a senior in high school. That was the trip that was going to make tank turn you pro. It wasn't going to turn me pro, but it was I this is this is what happened. 2005, uh my baseball team in South Florida got asked to play the Cuban national team in Cuba, which in 2005 was unheard of to go to Cuba. Like that was it was literally impossible to go there unless you had an invitation like this we got an invitation to go play the cuban national team and it was my high school team with some other kids from some other high schools it was a hodgepodge of kids i was asked to go and pitch there the only condition is that i had to be cleared by a doctor and i went to my doctor and it was that examination he said you have a heart murmur and i don't feel comfortable signing this to send you to go to cuba because if anything happens on the field I don't know if they can help you. And I didn't go. I didn't get to go on the Cuba trip. And the end of this story is that my dad did go. <laughs> what? My dad, he was like, he knew my ba my head baseball coach in high school. And he's like, yeah, Mark, Mark can't go on the trip. But, you know, if you need an extra assistant to go down there. And he went. Did they clear him medically? They cleared him medically. Wow, that's f your dad's a fucking dick for that. <laughs> he <laughs> went on the trip, <laughs> right? And he had a friggin' blast. Of course he did. The only thing he brought me back was Cuban money. Just <laughs> sucking down Cuba Libres and, and eating cigars. It. And like all my best friends were there. That's brutal. So he went as an assistant coach down to Cuba and had a blast down there. Uh, and I couldn't go. Uh, I was so, so, so disappointed. Not only just to play... The Cuban national team, which would have been but the experience. cool, but the experience of being in Cuba to play baseball. And they don't have, like, they don't have, I'm sure it's changed a little bit maybe now, but at the time, they didn't have equipment. So part of our, like, mission down there was to bring them baseball equipment, and that was our... Oh, yeah, to come up with some, like, bullshit reason, like, yeah, there had a to charity be the, thing. The yeah, it was, yeah. Not a charity, what do they call it? There's, like, a humanitarian need. So we brought equipment, Before you guys, sports they were, equipment. They were just barehanding it out in the Seriously, outfield? Seriously, actually, though. Wait, what? They weren't yeah. using gloves? The, like, 
I mean, I don't know if it's as exaggerated as they this. Just, they but would just have like like uh, they would make um cardboard boxes on their hands, and that would be their glove. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. I was doing. I was trying to make the like first the most ridiculous for, thought no, possible. No. Uh, um. Uh, I'll see if I can bring it up here. Um. But that's true. Uh. Mariano. I don't think he's Cuban. Uh, but one of the guys that was playing down there was. I'm he's just trying to bring now? this up to show you an example because I saw this. But yeah, they would. They didn't have. Uh, I don't even think they had baseballs. They definitely didn't have like equipment like bats. They were using like stick sticks or whatever. But and the equipment that they did have was so limited that like their national team had to share like very basic equipment. So wow. it, like didn't definitely not enough to like go around. Um, I'm trying to pull up Mariano this Rivera's. Is what the, this is what the woke mob wants. Pure communism. Uh, not good. It was, but they went down, they brought equipment and I guess that worked out. I'm trying to see if, or if you can see my, I don't know, my phone is not pulling it up right now, but Mar, if you look up Mariano Rivera's first baseball glove, I think, I'm sure there'll be a picture of it. Cause I saw an interview that had it in there, but it was literally a piece of cardboard, I think, or it was like a palm frond or something weird. <laughs> it was just a bottle of rum. Yes. <laughs> Smashed into his hand. Oh yeah. It's like a car, just like a cardboard box. Hold on. It's showing up in images, but yeah, yeah, it was straight up just like a piece and he of would, cardboard on his hand. Yeah, 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 and not even like a string attached, like cut through hand, it's, yeah, cut through the bottom of the cardboard, and then had his hand on the cardboard. That's crazy, dude. Behind the cardboard, just to tip, brace the impact. But isn't that wild? I mm. miss that Cuban trip. I still think about it. I'm sure you do. Uh, but now I guess you can go. I would, I would like to go to Cuba. That's on my list of places to go. Uh, we have this Japan trip coming up, which I'm, I'm so freaking excited about. I can't wait to go to Japan. That's exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, Japan is one of those places that, as I've heard, it's one of the only places on Earth for an American that truly feels like you're going to another planet. You know, and not like another planet like naturey. Like it seems like you're going to another civil civilization on another planet. You can't read anything. You know, the language is so different. Um, the people are so different. The culture is so different. I'm, I'm really looking forward to going. Uh, but the food part of it is definitely the leading charge of what I'm looking forward to. I, I want to have ramen every fucking day. You go for how long, you said? Two weeks. Wow, it's a good time. Yeah. Two weeks doing... And there's a city there called Nara that just has roaming, like, friendly deer. <laughs> that you, like, feed the deer. And they look like little dogs. They're like little mini deer. They run around this town called Nara in Japan. And you can feed them. I want to go to Japan just so I could stand, be as tall, the tallest person they've ever seen. Well, apparently, as an American, you like stand out like you're instantly a celebrity there. I think that's either China or Japan or both. But yeah. you go there and you are so. You just look so different. You look so different that you are, you're instantly, people think that you're a celebrity. That's why you're there. That's yeah. what I've heard. Well, that's what would happen. And I could use the attention, honestly. I am, I am as famous as, as I'll ever get. So I guess technically, you could call me a famous person in Japan. <laughs> I, there's a guy... Oh, that'd be a great name for an album. What? Big in Japan. Big in Japan. But I'm just talking about my size. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> it's a little double entendre. That's a good double entendre. I'll tendre it up. I sometimes think about album names. I guess it has to make sense to the material, unless it's something like that. I'm going to name my fun. first comedy album Abbey Road. <laughs> Rocky Road. <laughs> More like Rocky Road. Hello, I'm fat. <laughs> what are you my doctor there was one name that doesn't make sense this was like a while ago i was thinking of a cool name for an album was a million jokes a thousand times that's pretty good a million but jokes a thousand i don't know times is good yeah i always i have in the very first note of my jokes in my phone that when i first started like writing and i've just transferred that notebook over and over is uh my I, I decided my album was going to be called if I ever did one was going to be tequila on an empty stomach. What? I just because that just sounds ridiculous. Tequila. Te tequila. Oh, tequila on an empty stomach. Yeah, because that just evokes a certain feeling. Obviously, I'm not going to do that, but not a good feeling. I don't know, not at all. Uh, maybe I, fun though. Yeah, but also you know I was drinking a lot more when I was doing first started doing stand up, so I thought like everyone would be like into my brand of drunk humor. I've been doing a lot of reading a lot of horoscopes every day, and that brings a lot of excitement to the morning. I read my horoscope every morning. I've and been doing that for a while, but now I'm doing, I think it's a cool 
way to start the day. I like to read the horoscopes in the morning, and I'm pretty skeptical on a lot of stuff, but I do allow myself to give in to the horoscope. I, I like reading the horoscopes in the morning. I do think it's fun and sometimes accurate, but I guess that means there's some broad strokes in there for sure. Yeah, I would but say. I do think it's a fun way to start your day is kind of get a little bit of a nudge in a certain direction. Sometimes that's what it does. It gives you a nudge in a certain direction. I'll tell you what doesn't is scrolling through TikTok. I should probably find the new morning TikTok routine. Is, TikTok's tough. TikTok is tough. And you know, all the all the social medias are doing the same TikTok style mm -hmm. scroll thing, which can't be healthy. No. You know when you're on a plane or a train or anywhere, you could be like in a waiting room in a lobby or a doctor's office, and you hear... The, uh, when someone has their volume on just like a little bit and you can mm -hmm. hear the scroll, it sounds so unhealthy. And then you, know? you, you think it like, sounds so unhealthy and you're like, this get a life. Yeah. And but then, then you, 10 minutes later, you're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it, it doesn't sound good. It sounds like you're, um, like, it sounds like, oh my God, what a waste of time. But then you do the exact same thing. Yeah. I got I did it this morning. I woke up super early. Like I'm normally up around 6:30, and then just by nature and i started scrolling and i was like stop and i, I just went and started editing i know like i had to get a it's, bunch of people their episodes and so i was like i'll just do that today i'll it's do a this time morning. suck it really is a time suck and there's not like i you know what would be an interesting button this could be another business nah no it can't <laughs> can't be another business i think that there's you got to get the funeral one off the ground funeral that's going to take a lot of my time that could be my whole life legacy he was a comedian then he really revolutionized death hey guess what there could be a, a hall, a stage, nice black room. Why not? You could have music, music magic. concerts, magic. <laughs> you could have comedy. You could do the whole thing. There's no reason not to be able to do that. Why not? Make it a show. Absolutely. Incorporate the person in the act. Imagine if we part of the thing is that we just incorporated roasts into the into the packages. Do you want to roast? You know, I want to be roasted on my. That would be fucking fun. My so my one of my best friends in the world, his dad. Rest, rest in peace, um, passed away from a, yeah, I think it was like a liver or pancreatic cancer, one of the two real bad ones. But he was always like a super funny guy, real chill. And he, before he died, because he knew he was going to die, which was weird, but also kind of beautiful, he uh, he did a roast at a, the comedy club. And it's all great. of us went and pa the place was packed and we just made fun of him for like an hour and a half. It's great. And it was like, it was so fun to just talk shit to this guy's face. And he just... He, he was the happiest. It was so cool, man. That's cool. I think yeah. we can definitely incorporate that into our yeah the fun funerals yeah. for sure. I think that's fun and cathartic in a lot of ways. Oh, right? for sure, for sure. I think so. Yeah, you laugh, you cry. Welcome to the funeral roast. What about it called um, roast homes? Roast homes. Yeah. Roast in peace. <laughs> now we're cooking. Now buddy. we're cooking. Now we're cooking. I, my thought on the social media things is like maybe there should be a button that. <sighs> The button would filter to like educational or, or filter to things that are helpful. Like maybe it's like a news scroll or a uh, inspiring scroll so that you, you know, you get all the booties out of there and all the, uh, well, that's China. the fighting and, you know, Chinese TikTok is all educational and like. So much better. It has got to be better. I look at my TikTok feed and it's like girls' booties, people fighting. I'm trying to find where's the bad part in that. I mean, listen, it makes time go go by. I'm done. But I, I but if I was scrolling and there was just like inspirational quotes and stock tips and the news, I mo most likely would be able to pronounce words better or at least be a little smarter. Most of mine is now hardcore pawn. <laughs> and I've, I've never watched fully liked or interacted but i just keep getting fed hardcore pawn and it's that was so, a great show it's a terrible show stop i like that show less but wasn't was that his all, name it was all fake oh trying I to make that. it seem like it was real it i was did never real yeah it was the dramatic version of pawn stars basically yeah. yeah yeah but they filmed it like it was real that was on true tv i think at one point Maybe, wasn't it yeah, 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 yeah it didn't last that long it might have been like real but like real, real pawn people, but they were making up the shit. They, yeah, well, it was it was, uh, very. It was shot almost in the same way of um, like a Mori or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that there was very visibly known that like there was cameras in there. So I think these some of these folks like really amped up the antics. There's no reason that anyone would walk into a pawn store and be like, "Hey, I'm trying to sell this," and then the guy goes, 
oh yeah, you think you got something I like? Like, what the <laughs> fuck kind of business is this? It's weird. Would you? You're out of business. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch a lot of that show though. I did think it was entertaining. Um, all right, we'll wrap up from today. We've, we've really covered a lot of topics. What did we get out of today's episode? One, I have a very uh, harsh memory of my first tooth that has been validated by my mother. I have a luncheon with Damon John that's yet to be scheduled. We got fun funeral homes, which I think is going to revolutionize life and death. And what else? That was a lot. We yeah, covered quite you, a bit. You, you found out, you tried, you tracked down your elementary school kindergarten? Oh, yeah, Miss McManus. She's out of the game. So that's it. I appreciate you tuning in to episode 11. Subscribe and like if you're watching on YouTube or if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Click a button where I don't even know what the buttons are called, but click them so you can get alerts of future episodes. Until next time, mahalo and deuces. Out.